Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mailman Podcast. Today, we have Chris Brownridge with us, who is co-founder of a company called Pickaxe, a tool that adds superpowers to your Google Sheets. Chris, welcome to the episode. Thanks, Mohit. Uh, great to be here. Uh, excited to spend the next 45 minutes talking about kind of my day-to-day -day and, uh, and productivity and things like that. Fantastic. Okay, Chris, to start with and to have a little bit more context for everybody, why don't you take a couple of minutes and just explain what do you do these days? Yeah, maybe I'll rewind a little bit uh, a few sure. years. Um, I'm from the UK originally, but live in the US in Seattle right now. Uh, I came across uh, nine or 10 years ago to a very early stage startup uh, called Vungle. I uh, spent four years in San Francisco, then moved up to Seattle and started a new company uh, called Gorkbox, which was a venture-funded company um, of which I was CEO. Unfortunately, that company didn't work out. So after three and a half years and raising four and a half million in venture funding, uh, I ended up shutting the doors on the company and having to lay off 20 people, unfortunately, uh, mm -hmm. which was a rough experience, uh, should I say. Um and, uh, and definitely took its toll. So I took a, a break after that. One of the things that I came out of that experience um, wanting to get better at was um, particularly around product development. I was a non-technical CEO at the time. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I could build a website on, on Squarespace or whatever, and uh, that was about it. So uh, okay. I came out of that experience thinking that you know, one of the key things I wanted to improve on was product development. I think it while it might not have changed the outcome of the company, I think it would have improved certain aspects. So uh, um, I took a break and after a few months, I decided to, to, to start building ultimately and, um, and, and become more of a product focused person. I actually ventured into the no code space, first of all, and, mm -hmm. uh, and started dabbling there. And the first thing I built was a, a product called Silver Lining. Um, which ultimately was built to help people who've been laid off because I laid 20 people off in the summer. It was a terrible experience and thought that the support available for people who've been laid off was woefully um, was inadequate overall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is pre-COVID, right? I didn't think it was going to okay. go anywhere. And okay. then three months later, COVID attacked and I was uh, <laughs> managing this product that just had thousands and thousands and thousands of people come into it organically because there were so many people being laid off. Um, mm -hmm. There's not a lot of solutions in the tech world for people being laid off. And I think that attracted people to Silver Lining, a lot of momentum. And it was really interesting kind of baptism of fire for somebody who was building their first product. It was in no code, hacked together using Webflow, um, Zapier, a little product called member stack and air table. Mm -hmm. And um, it went, it, it kind of grew like gangbusters grew really, really fast. Wow. Um, uh, COVID obviously had its challenges. I was at home with two very young kids and um, made it very difficult to kind of build on that. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, I started having strategic conversations then in the summer of 2020 and ended up joining forces with a much larger company outplacement company in Chicago in November. Mm -hmm. Um, but for silver lining, uh, which is an interesting kind of um, end, end or close of that chapter, uh, which is which is really cool. And then, um, as I've kind of been going through that journey, I started learning JavaScript, and I um, have been building a product called Pickaxe with uh, another guy here in Seattle, which has been interesting. Interesting journey. We 
Um, the hypothesis we have is that Google Sheets can be extended massively. I spend a lot of time in Google Sheets. I'm a spreadsheet guy. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are. Uh, a lot of people mm -hmm. I've interviewed spend the vast majority of their day in Google Sheets mm -hmm. and um, are using it for multiple different things, right? In particular, I've interviewed a lot of people in the sales and recruiting and BD space where they are um, using Google Sheets as a very simple CRM before they actually send it, send leads to a CRM. So they're using just to organize themselves, um, taking people from LinkedIn into Google Sheets, trying to um, then find email addresses and add them into Google Sheets. And um, something that we have a hypothesis around that we can actually do this within Google Sheets itself and make everybody's days a gazillion times more efficient um, by extending Google Sheets and actually creating a smart application out of it. So yeah, it's a little bit about kind of where I am today um, and uh, having fun doing it. Excited to chat more. Okay. Uh, when did you start Pickaxe? Which month? We launched Pickaxe originally in November. So it's been an interesting journey. We, um, we did a post in... Uh, a community on Facebook called the My First Million community, which mm -hmm. is the My First Million podcast. Um, mm -hmm. Sean Puri and uh, Sam yep. Parr um, are hosts of. We did a, a quick post in there and I was bowled over with the response from that social, just that one post in that community had thousands of, wow. a thousand comments on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a hell of a lot of people wanted to get access to it. So we built up a really big wait list through that. The initial iteration of the product that we launched in November was very focused around um, sales and building lead lists in Google mm -hmm. Sheets. Um, we prescribed a process to people and found that um, people kind of use it for different things, right? Not everybody has the same process when it comes to lead generation and sales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, people want different things. So um, we prescribed the process. I think we got that a bit wrong. And um, we saw a, a higher degree of churn that we'd have liked to have seen. And so we went back, not back to the drawing board, but we went back and started tweaking the product a, a little bit, tweaking the messaging. And um, we launched a new version just a week and a half ago, actually now, which wow. has seen um, really good results so far. Again, it's very, very early um, with what we're trying to do. And, and yeah, I mean, hopefully we can build on this and keep building on that momentum. Uh, I'm passionate about the Google Sheets space, it sounds boring maybe to a lot of people, but I think that uh, a lot can be done in Sheets and people don't necessarily realize a lot of power that can come behind mm -hmm. Google Sheets when you um, build in Google's app script or workspace environment. Um, people are so familiar with a, a spreadsheet canvas, right? Everybody spends so much of their day in a spreadsheet. Um, yep. Not everybody wants to be going into a new SaaS app here or a new SaaS app there and like have 50 different SaaS apps to log into when yep. they're in Google Sheets all day. Uh, so why not bring the functionalities where the audience already are is what we're trying to do. You know, very early on in the journey, um, we've got a lot of work to do. But. This is brilliant. Okay, Chris, so if I'm one of the listeners of this episode on the podcast, and I'm just trying to visualize what PickX does. I mean, I have a Google Sheet. I know how, how does it look like. I installed your tool. What happens to my Google Sheet? And what really can, are the use cases that I can use PickX for? The primary use case that we're built around right now is actually finding people on LinkedIn and enriching their profiles with contact details. Okay. Um, that's the first real iteration that we, we built the product around. 
and it manifests itself as a, a very simple side panel menu that you can open from Google Sheets. Open the menu, you search for, hey, you may have a target list of companies that you want to build mm-hmm. prospects around. You can add all the companies into the sidebar menu and maybe you're targeting people who are product managers at those companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you could add product manager in the job title, hit search, and Pickaxe will go away and find people that match that search criteria at those companies within seconds, add them straight to your Google Sheet. Um, wow. So you don't need to go and look on LinkedIn manually. You don't need to try and build lists in Sales Navigator, which you cannot export. LinkedIn don't allow you to export lists from yeah. Sales Navigator. You just have it in your spreadsheet automatically. You can pick the people you want to find contact details for from that those search results and hit a button and it will go and find the contact details for them. That's really the first kind of iteration of it. Um, we've also built connections into a, a few CRM systems right now. So as soon as you then press push to CRM, uh, your chosen CRM, it will push those leads into your CRM automatically. Uh, yeah, that's kind of one use case. We're building t- templates around different use cases as well. Something mm-hmm. I've got um, some experience with is finding influencers on YouTube and Twitch, and I know how much of a mm-hmm. pain that is. Um, you know, We can build a template into Google Sheets that allow people to find YouTube channels or find Twitch streamers very, very easily and add them to a Google Sheet. That's something I'd spend a lot of time doing at one of my old companies. Um, and automate that process for people. Um, I really just want to save people a lot of time, right? Within yep. the Google Absolutely. So I love Google Sheets, especially because of this, because um, if you know a little bit of coding, so you can do all sort of stuff, just writing app scripts. And funny thing is, uh, uh, Mailman, before it was a SaaS product, was a Google Sheet, like a uh, 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 Google Sheet uh, uh, button that I had just for my personal use that I was uh, yeah. that I used to use. Uh, I absolutely love Google Sheets. Okay, so and you said in the last company you were not the technical person. Uh, what are the responsibilities in this company, in this venture now? Um, so I'm doing a good bit of buildings. There's two of us uh, that are active in here right now in Pickaxe, and we're both doing building. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing a lot of the customer discovery as well. So I'm. Now, I've only recently learned how to code, so I'm definitely by far the more junior of okay. the uh, two builders on the team. Um, Taylor, who's working on it with me, is a lot more seasoned and experienced and, and can make uh, much better software than I can, but I can put together MVPs pretty quickly now. So, um, wow. yeah, I'd say we're both doing building, and I tend to concentrate um, more time on talking to customers uh, that we have, gathering feedback, um, and and really trying to then push that into the product, understand what feedback is relevant and what's not relevant, um, try and distill that down to the features that we feel like we need to build that will make a difference. Um, yeah, that's kind of how we split it right now. That that might well change, right? We do, both of us have other responsibilities as well. Um uh, with you know my my old project and being a part of that bigger organization in Chicago from Silver Lining days, I still am doing stuff for that. Um, okay. So we're, we're splitting kind of we're having to split things up um, accordingly because we both have other things to do too. Got it. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so uh, Chris, before I jump into your day to day things, uh, one quick question: the name of this product, Pickaxe, has it has it to do anything with Minecraft's Pickaxe? <laughs> no it doesn't um okay I, i've always traditionally thought of myself as a really uncreative namer of companies okay. um 
I don't, I don't know why. I just, I just I remember spending so much time on trying to name ideas and stupid, really. I just don't think it's worth spending that much time on it anymore. Um, but pickaxe, I feel, is a pretty good one. I, and I, I, I hit it with the last one too. Silver lining, I thought was a good a good name for yep. a product that helped people who were getting laid off. So maybe I'm getting better at it. I don't know. It wasn't connected <laughs> to the Minecraft. Uh, to Minecraft but, pickaxes. Um, but it makes sense, actually. So Minecraft pickaxes, so it's one of the most basic tools in pick, uh, in, in the Minecraft world that you can build using wood. And uh, that was the first thought that I got when I said, ah, pickaxe, uh, let me just figure out uh, what, what does the product do. Uh, very interesting name, nevertheless. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's not too bad. I mean, I think it kind of parallels to what the tool does overall. Uh, yep. We'll see if it makes sense in future. I say we're going through kind of the messaging right now. We're hoping in the next few weeks maybe to push it out in product hunt, and um, yeah, that would be a good test to understand if we've got the the messaging right and and what people think of the product uh, more widely, rather than us kind of handpicking customers as we are at the moment. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, Chris. Now let's jump into your day-to-day routines. Uh, what does your day look like? So you spend a lot of your time, a uh, lot of your time talking to customers, and then a uh, little bit of uh, building MVPs for maybe new features or what can Pickaxe do. So mm-hmm. how do you split your time day uh, across your work, family, your work, personal life? And you said you have two kids as well. So how how does your day look like? Uh, it's pretty busy, pretty hard. Um, so I've got two young kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. They're up pretty early in the morning, I'd say. Overall, we didn't win the sleep lottery with our two children, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so we're up pretty early. We tend to get them off to daycare by about 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. our time. Um, my wife's doing that that drop-off normally at the moment, and then I kind of get my day started. I use a uh, – I'm a list builder, uh, to-do list builder, so I tend to okay. – I tend to at the start of the day or even the night before I build out what my to-dos are for the next day. And I tend to, I tend to keep them pretty focused on across mm-hmm. the different projects I have. I have one or two things if max to accomplish in the day. I find that if I don't, if I, if I make my to-do list too broad or too many items in there, I end up leaving the day frustrated because I can't accomplish <laughs> okay. them. Um, so having it kind of focused around one maybe two, but generally just one thing per project to accomplish through the day. Um, okay. It works well for me. I write them down on a remarkable tablet. I'm not sure if you've seen these remarkable. I've seen uh, it, yes. Yeah, it's pr- pretty cool. Like I, I love writing notes and having a gazillion notebooks doesn't work for me because I end up losing <laughs> the notes. And then my three-year-old started writing on and um, defacing all my notes and ripping them up. So <laughs> <laughs> remarkable works pretty well. I write everything down in there. And then I try and split my day by project. So pickaxe, pick I probably spend more time on than, than many other things, but I will work from eight in the morning till when the kids come back from school at daycare, which is about five o'clock. I spend time with the family then, um, dinner and bedtime until, you know, bedtime runs till about eight, eight thirty, my three-year-old, and then I'll get back onto work again. Um, I'll split it between pickaxe, silver lining, where I have some, um, work to do for the uh, for the company in Chicago, uh, and then I've also uh, I've got another project I'm working on with a company in San Francisco um, where I, I do some product 
consulting for them. So yeah, it's, it's difficult to organize all those different projects. I, I'm not going to lie, I find it a little challenging yeah. to juggle them all. And that's why I try and keep it focused around achieving one thing, each one per day. Um, okay. It's, it's definitely difficult, uh, especially with the two kids as well. It was, it's fine when they're at daycare, but when they're not at daycare, uh, having the two kids in the house makes it basically impossible to accomplish very much. So <laughs> I um, uh, have a more frustrating time then, I would say. <laughs> so this is one thing per project per day or one thing per day across all the projects? One thing per project per day. I wish it was one thing per day. I think I would probably feel... that it, the, the challenge I feel like I have at the end of every day, if I haven't accomplished one thing of note mm -hmm. per project, then I don't feel like I had a great day. Um, it will be easier to accomplish that one thing if it was just one project. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, splitting myself across different projects makes it somewhat more challenging. I think what I really want to do, I mean, ultimately for me, I'd like to get pickaxe to a place where I feel like I can concentrate on that 100%. It's just not there right now. So um, when I get to that place, And I say when right. rather than if, because I, I have confidence that I'll get there. But when I get to that place, then it'll be easier for me to say, today I'm going to accomplish this one main thing for pickaxe. And if I get that done, I'll be happy. And Got everything it. else will kind of fall behind that. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, give me some examples of what does this one thing look like? So uh, for example, uh, um, do you count responding to an important email as one of these things or uh, one of these things has to be something big that you make? I mean, uh, how, do, how do you qualify something at this, as this one thing that you have to do? Great question. Normally for me, it's bigger. If it was respond to do respond to an email, I think it would be more like I need to get, get back to a could deal with this customer problem more so than responding to an email. An example mm -hmm. for today that I have, I want to spend time writing out all of the template documentation for Pickaxe. So we're not necessarily rethinking the website. We're just creating specific template pages on the website that will relate to each template we have in Google mm -hmm. Sheets. And an example of that might be find LinkedIn profiles by our companies, one template, right? Um, I want to get those templates, uh, the documentation built out for today. And I have eight to do. Um, I think each one will take me about half an hour. So That's a, that's a good chunk of work, right? I'd, I'd probably be able to do that in three or four hours, um, maybe a bit quicker as I get in the rhythm. And that would be, that's my one thing for pickaxe for today. And if I get it done, I'll be delighted myself. Fantastic. And uh, is it possible after this uh, call to, for you to send me that one screenshot, how do you write those one things for each project? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. very... If you can read my legible handwriting, I'll send it here. It's literally just on a sheet like this. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, I'll send a photo, a better photo of it to you, though, um, so yeah. you can see. Okay, so if, if uh, any of our listeners are listening on this uh, uh, podcast app, so if you just go to our blog post for the same episode, uh, which is blog.mailmanhq.com, you will get to see the screenshot. Chris, uh, a couple of things. Number one, how do you choose projects now when you have decided in your head that you have to do only one thing per project now the main game is to limit the number of projects that you're part of otherwise your list will just keep getting long so how do you say yes to things yes to no projects and no to no new or no to new projects like how do how do you qualify these new new opportunities 
Great question. I'm I'm not really taking on any new projects now. Mm -hmm. I just think okay. I'm at capacity. Um, okay. So it's pretty hard for me to to do anything new. I think um, it, it's a little fluid because pickaxe is it's somewhat dependent upon the progress and the momentum that we mm -hmm. have, right? Um, and that takes more time. Inherently, I am, I think, I don't know, I can't be talking broad strokes to most people, but I say for me, I if it's something I've built, then I am significantly more passionate about something I've built myself. Mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur, right? I, I, I have been yes, for a long yes. time. Um, I find it, more motivating to work on my own products, projects, hence why I've started companies um, throughout the past you know, 15 years of my life um, to varying wow, degrees wow. of success. <laughs> um, I, I just find that more motivating and something that mm -hmm. I'll prioritize generally over most other things. Um, that being said, you know, I need to marry up the, the challenge of working on something myself that um, doesn't necessarily provide the income to cover the family versus taking on projects that do um, cover that uh, necessity. So that's really a balancing act that I continue to strike and uh, will continue to strike as long as necessary. If, if I can get pickaxe to a place that is generating the, the income that I feel like we need, then I would tend to focus on that above much else mm -hmm. um but we'll see you know it's not there yet and of course i, I do enjoy working on the projects it keeps me it doesn't keep me fit but it at least keeps me keeps my head in the game right it's not necessarily just <laughs> working on my own thing then i'm working with other people uh different challenges that does keep my head in the game and um is fun as well i'm not, not not saying they're not fun. It's just you're motivated, I think, generally to work on your own thing. And as an entrepreneur yourself, I presume it's probably the same, the same thing that you, you find. Absolutely. Okay, Chris, uh, one quick question about this one thing per day. I really like it, how you structure your day. Uh, but when do you structure your day? So, so whatever you have to do today, did you plan in the morning after waking up or did you plan the night before, before going to bed? I generally do the night before before going to bed on my remarkable notepad before okay. I before I go upstairs to sleep is generally when I'm doing that. Um, occasionally I might forget if I'm if I'm just kind of in a in a rhythm of doing something else. Uh, and then mm -hmm. I'll do it first thing. But I try and do it the night before. Got it. Uh, has it happened some days that uh, you have planned, say, one project per uh, one thing per project, and there are four projects, but one of those things took you so long, or something unexpected happened, and then one of those things, in one of those projects, could not be completed. Yep. So, how do you feel at the end of the day? Uh, do you feel guilty of not accomplishing something, or do you just move it to the next day? Uh, both. I move it to the next day, but I do feel. Um, guilt is probably not the right word. Frustration, I feel like. Okay. Okay. Um, that yeah, I have this this overwhelming feeling of frustration if I don't get that done. I have the same feeling if I don't work out in a day okay. as well. Mm -hmm. okay. um, that I have a target to work out every day, do something active every day. I have a target to complete these, and if I don't get it done, I'm frustrated, a little miffed with myself. Uh, and then it has knock-on effects, right? I, I don't feel like I'm as present or as good a parent <laughs> with the kids when they come back because okay. I'm thinking about um, 
not having achieved what I set out to achieve. Um, so it's I find it ever more important that I keep to that one thing a day and actually get it accomplished because I leave the day then actually happy with myself and uh, and I'm in a much better mood with the kids at night. I feel like I'm a present parent. Uh, it has knock-on effects all through um, the day and the night. I think I, like I track my sleep on using a whoop band mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if I don't get the things done that I want to get done, I feel like my sleep is not as good either. It's really interesting. Wow. Okay. So uh, I really want to try it out. And when I'm thinking how to implement it in my life, I'm getting too many questions. So uh, one of the basic questions that I am right now struggling is, uh, if you have too many urgent things, now in reality, not everything is urgent, but in your head, some things just perceive to be urgent. And usually these are more than one. So uh, there's an ongoing strategic conversation with some partnerships and there's a new feature that we have to build and there's new marketing campaign that we have to get out. So these are three different urgent things in three different areas of the same project. Mm-hmm. And all of these things somehow need to be done. Uh, it feels like in the next couple of days at max. Mm-hmm. So how do you pick uh, what goes out of these three things on your calendar for today? I mean, how do you schedule something when uh, multiple things in the same project seem uh, very, very urgent? Good question. I think it's more of an art than a science. It's it's difficult to really get that <laughs> always right, right? Um, it, it really is hard. And there is a tendency then to want to load other things on because you feel like there's this wave of things you need to complete yes. Same time. I think that momentum is a big thing here. Like if you get mm-hmm. stuck in the mud with trying to do three things at once, it's very difficult to accomplish any one of them. Mm-hmm. And so okay. um, taking one thing at a time, getting that done actually starts to build momentum and then helps you achieve, say, if you've got three things, the other two things as well. Uh, that's at least how I deal with it. If I was to try and do three things at once, I, I guarantee that I wouldn't complete them um, okay. and then feel even more frustrated and behind. Um, prioritization is something I think everybody, like I struggle with prioritizing what is the right one. If you've got five different things, you're like, they all need to be done by tomorrow. Which one do you pick first? Um, yep. Yep. I think that's an ever, ever challenging thing to do. Um, I try and think through what's the impact of completing that and... Mm-hmm versus the impact of completing the others. And is there a way to judge that impact by importance? Um, I always tend to look at the customer impact above all else, rather than an internal impact, rightly or wrongly, right? That might not always be the best thing to do, but I tend to gravitate towards uh, the customer first. Got it, okay. So, So I was just thinking, do you some days make exceptions? Exceptions as in, you would say, hey, for this project, let's not do anything today. But for this project, let's do two things. Do you make exceptions? Yeah, yeah. It, oh, I think okay, it, depends on, it depends on what my, in tying it back to the previous question, it, it depends on what my responsibilities of delivery are okay. if, according to the project, right? Now, pickaxe is a little different because the responsibility I have is to our customers, but internally, I am... Um, the founder of that company and that product. And Mm -hmm. it's more just a pressure that we're applying to ourselves to make progress. Whereas um, the other projects I'm involved in are, I'm not the founder of those projects, 
you know, the one I'm, you know, what I was, but now I'm being part of a bigger company and I have responsibilities as part of those companies um, that I need to deliver, may need to deliver on by a certain time. So I think it's more like kind of looking at what are those delivery responsibilities? What have, what am I expected to do as part of that mm-hmm. organization? And how do I then marry that up with what I want to do with pickaxe? Um, Again, it's definitely more of an art than a science. Sometimes I I can't pretend to get it right every time. I think uh, sometimes I get it wrong and um, that, you know, has, has an impact on me not achieving what I want to achieve every single day. Um, But I think I get pretty close now having, having nailed this, this system pretty well. Um, there's always things that kind of get thrown, throw a spanner yeah. in or a wrench, uh, throw, throw a, a wrench in it. You know, I've got two young kids and if one of them's sick or one of them doesn't want to like yeah. go to school in the, in the morning as we had on Monday morning, uh, then it, it tends to make things a little more challenging, right? There's things like that I cannot control. And, uh, that need, means I need to be flexible about the expectations I set for myself. Um, that's, that's natural. Got it. Okay. So now uh, if you have to talk about things that you can control. Okay. So suppose now you start the day, you have four things on your plate um, that you have to accomplish throughout the day. But for some reason, you're just not feeling like it. Like this is not the day. I mean, the creative juices are not flowing. You are feeling a little tired. Uh, the coffee is not working. You already had two cups in the morning. But so what happens on such days? Do you have such days? Yeah. Go work out. Um Generally, okay. is the best antidote for that for me. Yeah, if, if I go and work out, we, we're lucky to have a gym at the house and we built one in oh, through okay. COVID um, when we couldn't go to a gym. So uh, okay. going to work out is, for me, the answer to the majority of that. As soon as I, I do that, it tends to get me refocused and creative again. It obviously is difficult in days where you have, might have a lot of meetings trying mm-hmm. to fit that in, but I tend to schedule it so my calendar has a, an hour gym slot in every day okay. and okay. I make sure that I keep to that. It's like a meeting where right? if I don't go, if I, if I don't attend that gym, the meeting with the gym, um, with my friend Jim, then I, uh, you know, that, that tends to put me back as well. So uh, I think it's really important to get a workout in. Got it. And what kind of workout do you do? Do you like run cardio weights? I mix it up. Mix. I do like cross CrossFit type stuff. Um, Got it. so I built kind of a CrossFit gym. Um, not, not like a very uh, elaborate one, but it's a garage gym and it works mm-hmm. well for me and of course my wife and some people in the neighborhood who decide they want to come visit. The gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. And uh, yeah, I tend to do that. And now the weather's getting better here. I'm up in Seattle and now winters are fairly bright. I try and ski in the winter and then uh, in the summer, get out and bike as much as I can. Um, Got it. Now the weather's getting a bit warmer, I will be able to get out and bike a bit more, which is good. Got it. Okay. So you mentioned something about meetings and earlier you mentioned about one of your core responsibilities is talking to customers, talking to people. So um, so in your entire day, uh, how do you fit in meetings, Zoom calls, phone calls, sales calls, feedback calls? How do you put uh, arrange all of these in your given day? Um, probably not well enough. Um, okay. I tend, if I look at my, today is pretty full. Um, if I tend to look, it's a little challenging because I'm talking to people in all over the world. So, you know, in Europe or over in, in the far East, then the time difference is such that you're forced to having a particular time of the day. 
right? So I've got a call after this with someone in Europe um, mm-hmm. that I have to do at this time of the day generally. And then if I have to do a call with somebody in Singapore, then I have to do that at 4 or 5 p.m. our time, maybe even later. Uh, that that puts constraints, I think, on on that. And then in the U.S., then I have to do them during the daytime. Um so that makes it a little difficult. I think I have to be, I have to have some flexibility with regards to talking to customers mm-hmm. there. Right? I can't ask a customer to jump on the phone at midnight their time. It's just not going not gonna to work. <laughs> uh, and that, that makes it a little, a little challenging. I think that's probably the, the most difficult part of, the most difficult or frustrating part that I find with a weekly schedule is, is trying to limit my meeting time so I can still get stuff done. Mm-hmm. If I'm in okay. eight hours of meetings a day, then it is really hard to have one key thing accomplished each project unless I roll that into the meetings and say that, you know, today for this one project, the goal is to um, get what I need out of these meetings and keep it to that because that's generally about all you can do. If you're stuck in six hours of meetings in a day, there isn't a whole lot else you can do outside of maybe take your notes from that meeting and have something that's coming out of that meeting that informs what you're going to do the next day. Absolutely. So, uh, if uh, so, help me out here. So, if I have to somehow try out your routine of just doing one thing, of course, I cannot do just one thing at Mailman because this is the only project that I'm a part um, uh, working on. Would you recommend I divide, say, Mailman into two or three different projects: customer, marketing, and product, and I just do one of the things in each of these buckets? Would you say it would be a good approach to start uh, uh, getting into your routine? No, I'd actually start with just the one key thing. So if there's one big thing that you wanted to accomplish today for Mailman, what would it be? This is where I'm really struggling, Chris. I mean, I in my head, I oh, I have some things to move in the marketing section and then some things to move in the product section. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm just cannot able to make the priority difference so big that I can pick one over another. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking hey, these both are important because those these both are totally different things. I mean, one thing is demanded by existing customers and one thing is uh, will will bring more customers yeah talk to me about what they are and maybe i can see if you can help you unpack it a bit and think about it okay so um okay so let's do this so one of the features that uh, we have been working is um, team support so right now you can have multiple inboxes in your account in mailman uh, that all belongs to you. But if you are working in a company and you might have it, and if you might want to have your other team members to have access to this, while the billing remains central with the finance team, uh, and there could be some, some shared features like VIPs and some shared delivery slots, this and that. Uh, this is one thing that we are working on the product side. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this, this, and I know this feature uh, from uh, designing UX, development, testing, and finally making to make it to the product production. It'll take a couple of months, but there are small, small bits that I want to work on every single day. Mm-hmm. And on the other, and on the other hand, we are very heavily investing into creating content. So this is one thing, and then also some videos. We are um, mm-hmm. starting to produce some videos that will go out as. Uh, advertisements and um, some of some other things. So different team is handling this part and a different team is handling this part. And both of these teams need to make progress 
and usually i am the one person who a uh, little bit brainstorms with this team uh, for uh, for half an hour then they are on 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 their own to make the progress and then over here to make the progress and then uh, i am also a coder i i write code myself so if there are few things in the product that i hey i can just quickly finish these things up i like to spend most of my time over here and just talking to customers um, maybe doing support myself how, how would you say i just balance out these two things maybe for you taking a step back and thinking <clears throat> on a weekly basis might be something to try because the, the two things you talked about two examples you gave are more a little long term the longer term right the bigger <laughs> the um bigger themes i would say versus what i'm looking at at the moment i i tend to focus on a daily basis because it's a bit more tactical but i do look at you know, on a sunday night i look at the week and say okay what do i what do I want to try and get done this week and try and plan out the week? Maybe taking it from a week view instead would be better. And you say, I've got this content theme, uh, this content area that is a 12 week long project at the moment. What do I want to accomplish this week for content that I'll feel good about? And then you look at the product side of things and that might be a you know two month project, eight week project. Where are you today? What do you want to, where do you want to be at the end of the week that will make you feel good about where you want to be? And then it's not like you're not fighting with the priority on a day-by-day -day basis. It's more on a week-by-week mm -hmm. -week basis because ultimately then at the end of the week comes around, if you've built this small thing as part of that larger project, that large, larger product epic, then mm -hmm. you'll feel good about it. Uh, and if you have pushed the project forward on the content side of things by accomplishing this thing, mm -hmm. then... Mm -hmm you'll feel good about it too. And you can slot it in through the, through the week. It doesn't necessarily matter if you are fighting with a day-by-day basis. Does that make sense? Uh, it kind of does. Uh, I mean, um, I understand. So this is what I do right now. I plan in terms of weeks. And I was trying to uh, somehow break my weeks into days so that my days are clear. So right now my days, uh, let me tell you why, how my days look like. So my days look like, because support happens 24-7, I mean, not really 24-7, but say, uh, eight hours, seven days a week. So I do not know when I'm uh, handling a support query. I try to do it as soon as possible. So those are exceptions that happens. But apart from that, I try to block um, at least three hours just to focus on product and just to brainstorm with the team, come up with new, new things, how to implement something. And then a couple of hours just to brainstorm on the marketing side. This is, how, this is what my day looks like. And I try to put in very few things in the product discussions and again very few things in the marketing discussions so that i can complete them in shorter time span instead of just sitting on zoom call for two hours i want to have the zoom call only for 20 minutes get at least one clarity on one thing only one and one thing only mm -hmm. so this is how i was planning and i was just thinking if there's a way to adapt your routine into my system where i just wake up and with the focus of just getting one thing done i think it i think the way to do it no, I might be wrong, right? But it's, for me, it's more like the the feeling of momentum that you get every day when you okay. accomplish yes. something, right? It, I think it's easy to get stuck in a funk if you've got mm -hmm. plates spinning and nothing has been done or nothing is yep. accomplished. And then it makes it difficult to be productive after that. So it's just as much the feeling of getting that getting that thing across the line or the milestone met that you trying to reach that that builds momentum for you that you can then take into the next day. I think that helps a lot when it comes to trying to accomplish something larger or more strategic over a, 
longer period of time. Um, Got it. So maybe it's more of a structure of you, know, you do this stuff every day, but um, one thing that you'll, if you get this thing accomplished or you get cl- uh, clarity on something mm-hmm. by the end of today, you'll feel like you've made some progress. Yep. Instead of it being, I, I, <clears throat> I've got multiple different things in my plate that mm-hmm. I don't feel I'm making any progress behind. And I think that that is really the essence of what I'm trying to capture is um, my, my happiness and the feeling that I get through um, working is really correlated to just feeling, just having some progress there. Right. I get really frustrated if I feel like I've got multiple spinning plates and I don't feel like I'm accomplishing something. Like I just feel like I I struggle with that personally. Maybe others are um, are more okay with that. Um, But I think everybody at a certain point, there's only so much you can do and there's only so many hours in the day. Got it. Um, So, yeah, I I think I get a sense of it. So it basically comes down to uh, doing similar allocation, but maybe picking up those one, one things, which moves the needle instead of just getting things done. Uh, yeah. doing those impactful things that moves the needle. I think I get the gist of it. So what I'm going to try to do is uh, this episode might take a one month to finally be produced, edited and uh, be released. I want to try out this. I mean, uh, it'll be hard for me just to change my gears, but I want to try out this and whatever my experience is with your routines, I'll put it at the very bottom of the newsletter and the podcast and, and the blog post. Um, just one paragraph, what was my, what, what my experience was, and I'll stay in touch with you uh, throughout yeah. this month, one month, just, just uh, keeping you updated. Hey, how, how are the things going? I'll tell you what, how about we do this? You, you send me the, the list of what you're going to do every day and I'll do the same and we'll send it to each other and we'll see how we go when you, when you, whenever you want to start. Okay, fantastic. Now, this is, this is something. <laughs> this is something. This is something. Accountable to it. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, tomorrow onwards, the first thing, whatever I plan for the next day, um, I'm going to send an uh, email to you as well. Awesome. Chris, this was fantastic. Uh, this is the last question that I ask every guest uh, who comes up over here. If somehow magically you get one additional hour every single day for the rest of your life, how would you spend it? Uh, with the family. The family. Well, easy, easy answer to that question. I, yeah, it's uh, ultimately. I mean, I think what I'm trying to do in my with my life, I value flexibility above all mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. and okay. I think that's that's why I I'm an entrepreneur. Right? That's why I do what I do is because I want yep. the flexibility to be able to spend time with family yep. and yep. do that yep. on my own terms. That's really Absolutely. what I'm trying to do, and um, that's really really important to me. Absolutely. Okay. So Chris, if somebody wants to know more about your follow along your journey or know more about your company, what's the best way for people to find out about you on the internet? Yeah, I, um, I update very, not enough on Twitter, but I'm going to try and get better at that. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Brown is just my name uh, without any spaces or underscores or anything. Uh, and then uh, pickaxe is getpickaxe.com. Feel free to take a look at that. Um, hoping we'll push it out to Product Hunt fairly soon. Uh, so fingers crossed people can see that and try it out. And if you're coming through the, the podcast or the blog, uh, let me know um, and I'll, uh, I'll give you some extra free credits. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'll do that. Uh, as soon as this episode is about to go live, I'll send you an update and also the draft of the edited post. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for uh, taking out time and talking to me and teaching me about this one productivity routine and also being my accountability partner for next one month. Let's see how yeah. that goes. There it goes. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a Thank good day. You. you too. Have a good day.